In Parshas Balak, after Bilam fails to curse the Jewish people, he suggests to Balak that if he can seduce the Yidin to sin, this will incur the wrath of Hashem, and this might bring Balak to his goal of lahamisam Bamidbar, that the Yidin should die in the Midbar. And unfortunately, this plan does work. Balak sends out the Benois Moyav, the daughters of Moyav. The Yidin sin with the daughters of Moyav, and a Magefa breaks out, and 24,000 Yidin are killed. In addition to that, we find in Parshas Balak, that Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Dayanim, to the judges, Hirguish Anashav, that the judges were tasked in killing the Jews who had sinned with the Benois Moyav. And Rashi brings from the Gemara that there were 88,000 judges. Each one killed two people, which would total 176,000. Additionally, as part of this chaos, Zimri ben Salu and a group of people from the Shevet of Shimon approach Moshe with a Midianite woman, asking if it's permissible to marry her or to be with her, and added that if Moshe says no, then Bas who allowed you to marry Tzipira, who was the daughter of Yisrael from Midian. At that moment, Rashi tells us that Nisalma Mimena Halacha, Moshe forgot the Halacha. And Pinchas was the one who remembered the Halacha and took matters into his own hand, killed Zimri and the Midianite woman, and the Magefa stopped. In Parshas Pinchas, it says, Vayhi Magefa. That after the Magefa, Hashem tells Moshe to count the Yidin. Rashi says, This is a mushal of a shepherd who had wolves that attacked his flock. And now he has to count to see how many remain. Then Rashi brings a second explanation, saying that when Moshe took over leadership of the Yidin, when they left Mitzrayim, he counted the Yidin, and therefore, when he returned, since he is about to pass away, and he's going to return the Yidin to Hashem, he's returning them with a census. So we have a number of questions on this Rashi. For example, what is bothering Rashi? If Rashi is coming to answer the connection between the plague and the, the count, we should know that already from Chumash Rashi, the beginning of Bamidbar, where Rashi says that Hashem counts the Yidin at all time. All time meaning anything, something changes. So obviously in a, in a big change of Magefa, obviously he would have to count. Additionally, why the need for the Moshal? And why refer to the Raya? In this case, Hashem is telling Moshe to count the Yidin. We should have a Moshal from the Balatzain, from the owner of the sheep, not so much from the shepherd. And then we find in the Medrash, the Medrash actually uses the mashal, the example of a balatzain. The question is even greater because Rashi himself brings a similar mashal in Parshas Kisisa after the Cheta Egel, after the sin of the golden calf. And number one, over there he refers to the owner of the sheep. And here he refers to the shepherd. Over there, he says, gives the example of a plague that befell the sheep. Here he uses the example of wolves that attack the flock. Over there he says, that the count represents the love to the sheep. And here in this Rashi, there's no mention of the love. 
Additionally, <coughs> here Rashi uses the term Eder, and the Medrish uses the term Tsoin. Eder would mean a flock, Tsoin could mean an individual sheep. And the next, the final question that we have, which is a very classic question, is why does Rashi bring two Pirushim? If Rashi brings two explanations, it's because he feels that each one is lacking something. So why, he bring, why does he bring the first Pirush, uh, the second Pirush, meaning to say what is lacking in the first that necessitates, that compels a second Pirush? So the first thing we have to answer is what is bothering Rashi? And what is bothering Rashi is like this. In the Magaifa, as we said earlier, 24,000 people died. In the death by the hands of the judges, 176,000 people died. So why is the Pasuk saying, why is it necessary to count after the Magaifa and not necessary to count the, the much larger loss of the death that happened by the hands of the judges? And Rashi, to answer that question, Rashi brings this mashal of Arroyah. And he explains, the difference is, if it's the owner of the sheep, the owner of the sheep counts out of love to the sheep. And therefore, it doesn't matter how or why the tragedy happens, he counts. The roya, on the other hand, the shepherd, has a responsibility to take care of the sheep. So if something happens that's beyond his, abil- his, his, his capabilities, something that wasn't his fault, that doesn't trigger a need for counting. But if something happened that was his fault, then he feels the need to count to show that he is going to be more careful in the future and to take care of the remaining sheep. So when we speak about a Baal Atzoin, for example, in Parshish Kisisa, we speak about a dever. A dever is a plague, not the fault of the roya, not the fault of the shepherd. Like the Chet HaEgel, which took place when Moshe was in Shamayim, on top of the mountain, and wasn't his fault. But when we speak about the Roya, like for example in our Rashi, we use the example of Ze'evim, which are wolves, which is the job of the Roya to make sure to protect his sheep from the wolves. Now let's apply that to here. When we were talking about the death by the judges, that was a psak of Bezdin, the ruling of Bezdin, and therefore Moshe had no control over that. Moshe feels no obligation to go count because it was outside of his control. But in the case of the plague, which as we said earlier, took place, or actually it took longer because Moshe forgot the halacha. And had he remembered the halacha, he could have stopped it sooner. Moshe feels responsible for the, the continuation of the plague, and therefore he feels responsible to count the Yidin. And that's why we're using the word Roya, because it's a specific, it's because we're answering why the count is after the Magaifa. And the answer is, because here it's the Roya that is counting, and therefore he counts when it is something that he uh, uh, feels to be at fault. And in this case, the Magaifa, Moshe felt that it was his fault. What is lacking in this pirush? Why does Rashi have to bring a second pirush? What's lacking here is that if it's all about the, the future, if the reason the Raya is counting is so that he should be able to be a better shepherd in the future, Moshe is about to pass away. Moshe was already told he's not going into Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua is about to succeed Moshe. Why is Yeshua not involved in the counting? He has to know and show the, that he's going to be there for the Shetzayin in the future. And this is bothering Rashi to the point that he brings a second pirush. Now the second pirush doesn't really fit in so well with the context of the psukim because the second pirush is about 
he, that he's about to die, so he counts the tzoyin before he gives back the tzoyin to the, to the owner, but it doesn't connect to the magefa at all, and therefore the words vahi achreya magefa would be extra, and because of that question, Rashi puts the other pirush first, because that one is more consistent with the overall context of the psukim. The final question that we have is why does Hashem not count the tzoyin? We know why Moshe doesn't count the, 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 the Yidin after the death of the 176,000 because it wasn't his fault. But why does Hashem, if Hashem loves the, loves the Yidin, why does He not count the, 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 the Yidin after the 176,000 Yidin die? And the answer to that is that because of the sin that was committed, which is Boyal Aramis, they were intimate with uh, uh, with with Mayavite or, or Arami women, and the cause of that is that any children that are born from that marriage will be non-Jews. That is such a severe idea that you're taking a potential Jewish child and you're giving it away to become not Jewish. That is so severe that the Chavivus is not there at this time. Hashem cannot express His Chavivus, His love for the Yidden, in a moment when the Yidden are taking potential neshamas away from the Jewish people. And the lesson we take is, is twofold. Number one, we understand now the severity of intermarriage or having children with a non-Jewish woman to, and, the, and the obligation that everybody has, if they can, to stop it, even if it's one yid, even if it's one time. On the other hand, we see what, it, what Moshe Rabbeinu is all about, that even though these, were, these people were excluded from the love of Hashem because of the sin. Nevertheless, Moshe still does count them because he cares for them and he gives away his life for them and they are considered to be part of his Eder, part of his flock.